Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Talking Television with Jay and Chris. Uh, this week, we're talking about uh, episode two of Warrior, and the title is There's No China in the Bible. Um, if you guys haven't already, please like and subscribe. Um, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, podcast, um, all, everywhere where you can find um, your, your podcast. We're there really helps. We had some support from our first episode last week, so hopefully keep coming back and we'll keep putting out some more content for you guys. Yeah, thank you all very much. Yeah. Um, What are we drinking this week, Chris? Uh, Well, we are drinking a brand new whiskey. This is Proper 12. It was created by Conor McGregor. Yep, that's Uh, awesome. So it's it's brand new. We haven't even tried it yet, so we're going to try some just on the rocks here. Yeah, can't Uh, wait. Yeah, so it says this is a Irish whiskey. Uh, it's got hints of vanilla, honey, and toasted wood. So, sounds good. Give it the first taste right now. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Goes down smooth. I like it. Yeah, that's really good. All right. So, how did the first episode do of Warrior? Uh, so I saw a lot of people talking about it online. So there was a lot of good uh, social media feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ratings didn't look so good. So the one site I looked at. Uh, said there was 150,000 viewers, which was actually about the same as season six of Strike Back, which came out in 2018. Okay. Um, but for premiere, I think they were hoping for a little bit more. So we'll see. Um, and Strike Back got renewed for seventh season, and they're coming back for an eighth. So yeah, I think those ratings are strong enough for Cinemax as long as they keep up throughout the season. Yep. You never know. You can always have a slow start, and as soon as word of mouth hits, you yep. pick up pretty quick. So I know a lot of people um, that necessarily don't watch, you know, martial arts because there's just not a whole lot of shows out there that cover it. Yeah. Where do you think a lot of the um, viewership is, is coming from? Uh, I saw a few people. Uh, there was a few other YouTubers um, and some other people commenting online that said they came to the show from Into the Badlands. Okay. Uh, which I haven't seen myself. I've seen the trailers for it, uh, but it's AMC show. Um, I think it's set in a post-apocalyptic future, but there's a lot of martial arts and sword fighting and stuff. So I think it brought that audience over to this because, you know, it's based on Bruce Lee and has fighting. Uh, But going from a cable network like AMC to a premium network like HBO or Cinemax is a a pretty big difference in the type of story that's being told. Um, Actually, one of the the big complaints I saw was uh, there was too much nudity and it was unnecessary. Oh, so okay. that's what you get with Cinemax, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what or they Skinemax, do. Skinemax, if you call it that. Uh, you know, and especially it's the first season, it's the first episode. They're really going to, you know, double up on all of it. So right. uh, for science, I went back and, uh, you know, watched all the scenes again. For and, science, and, of course. And timed it, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, how much did we have? Uh, so the first episode, we had 68 seconds. Now, that is total time, including just uh, scenes showing, you know, butts, uh, front ends and, and everything. So for an episode that was over an hour long, I don't think 60 seconds was too bad. Uh, but for episode two, uh, it dropped in half, went down to 31 seconds. Yeah, I, I think that's typically what happens. You know, Game of Thrones, for instance, first season was just crazy with nudity. Yep, absolutely. And they scale it back. You know, they they want to try and hook a certain certain amount of people that way. So Yeah, but I, I mean, they already cut it down to 30 seconds, so I think if they get... Uh, probably it's going to end up averaging maybe 15 to 20 for most episodes the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I, for an hour show, I think that's that's fine. I don't think that's excessive for, by no. any means. No, there's definitely worse stuff out there, that's yeah. for sure. So episode two starts off 
Um, cop, he's sleeping in the street. Don't really know who he is. Haven't met him before. But he uh, he hands something over to the Long Sing, and uh, you find out quickly that it's a shipping manifest for some molasses. And then as he's leaving that, getting his money, you see the hopway, you know, waiting. Um, which leads us to our first fight scene of the, the episode. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty amazing. It, young, it was brutal. Young June just went crazy with uh, the knives and axes and all that. So before they even start fighting, I think we get an awesome, uh, almost like a GQ cover shot where they're taking the jackets off. They got the real, you know, cut down shirts and... Uh, yeah, it almost looked like a model shoot where they were walking up to, you know, start brutally murdering people with uh, axes and knives and everything else. Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, so obviously the Hopway just surprise them. They, they totally murder them. They're all dead. Yeah, but then they and don't then steal the molasses. They don't steal them. Um, yeah, he made a point of saying that this isn't a robbery. We're not thieves. Yeah, he said we're just sending a message. Exactly. So there, there's definitely, you can tell that they're they're holding the upper hand. They're saying, stay out of our trade. We're controlling the streets here. Yep. We don't want you anywhere near it. We don't even need to take your stuff. We've got plenty of ourselves. But Oh, we should say, uh, probably spoilers from here on out. I mean, this is pre-credits, yeah. so I think this is okay to talk about. Yeah, this is definitely a full episode review, so we're going to talk about everything. So if you haven't seen it yet, please go watch it and, and then, then come back. And come back and listen to us, yeah. Yeah, and then give us your feedback, too. See what you thought about it. But after that fight, right before the uh, credits, I think was my favorite part of the episode. Hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but they light fire to the molasses. Young June lights his cigarettes using that fire and then hands it out to Assam and uh, uh, Bolo there. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That was my favorite part. That was cool. Yep. Uh, my favorite part's coming up. It's just a small little hint, but, yeah, we'll talk about it in a little while. Nice. So, yeah, after that was the credits. Um, did you want to touch on the credits? Anything yeah. uh, unique there? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about them. I was uh, looking at the credits because uh, uh, another, you know, Cinemax show that we've talked about is Strike Back. Um, and Strike Back now has a core of three to four individuals um, that are the leads. And they were uh, they're written in a certain order for their first ep- or season together, season six. Uh, but for season seven that just went by, they rotated the credits who was first each episode. So they must have renegotiated their contracts to try and cool. bump themselves up. That doesn't up. happen very often. No, I've never seen that before. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I took a look at the credits for uh, both these episodes, and they were the same. So I, I assume they're going to stay that way for the rest of the right. season. Uh, but first up, we've got Andrew Koji, who plays Assam, which naturally he's the lead. I think it, you know, you're yep. going to see him first. Um, second, though, we have Olivia Chang, who plays Atoy. Yep. So I, I expect her to be second. Uh, I don't know if she really has much star power in the U.S., so I think she's going to play a big part in the series. Yeah, I think her role is picking up. Yeah. Um, uh, third, we have, uh, I think, one of our favorite actors here, which is Jason Tobin. He plays young June. Yep. Um, he, yeah, he, he's just awesome. He, he, he's got a cool he's, laugh. Uh, he's got a big grin on his face all the time. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he pulls this off pretty good. I like his character a lot. Yeah, it makes sense for him to be there. Uh, next, we have uh, Assam's sister, uh, which is played by Diane Dewan, Dewan, uh playing Mai Ling. Um, we saw the first episode that you know he was looking for, and we thought it was weird that he found her immediately. 
but with how quick everything is escalating, um, I think that's just going to be a small portion of the whole story for the season. Yeah. So uh, she's probably going to be around for the whole season. Looks like she's trying to, you know, get some more power under her belt and stuff like that. Well, they even touch about that a little bit later on in this episode is, is that going to be a problem, you know, with Asan being her brother yep. and a rival gang. So yep, definitely some tension there. The next person we've got up is uh, Kieran Bu or Bo. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but he plays Big Bill, who's the main policeman. Yep. Um, Big Bill is awesome. Uh, got a he has you know a lot of swagger, good personality. Uh, next up, we've got Dennis Leary, who's played by Dean Jaeger or Jagger. I'm guessing it's Jaeger. Uh, he, he's I think he's got some. Uh, Big scenes coming up because he's only played a small role so far, but you keep seeing glimpses of him. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to have some powerful stuff coming through. Yep, maybe some more fights. <laughs> so next, you've got Joanna Vanderham. She plays Penelope Blake, which is interesting because she's got credits before her husband, the mayor. So yep. she's definitely going to play a bigger role than him. Next up is our our uh, you know young innocent cop that we we're following here, Richard Lee, played by Tom Weston Jones. Yep, and for he seems to be a pretty big character, and he's pretty far down the list here. Yeah, he's slowly, this episode, he uh, he kind of broke through a little bit, started proving himself. So I, I think he's, I, I think what he brings to the table isn't like any of the other cops. They, uh, they're more just concerned about getting money and going home at the end of the day. Yeah, and just closing and the books. he's actually wanting to be a cop, yeah. so... Uh, he, uh, there's been a lot of rumors online, uh, mentioned they think, they don't think he's going to make it through the whole season. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. That, you know, he's almost setting himself up to be too good that, you know, he's going to get taken out and maybe that's going to spur big bill to, you know, really care about locking down Chinatown or whatever. Yeah. I think something big would have to happen to p- persuade bill to, to actually care. To <laughs> uh, Next up is our buddy Hoon Lee. He plays Wang Chow, uh, my favorite name on the show. I, I love his uh, him as a character, and I love his name on there. Yep. Next up is Langley Kirkwood. Uh, he plays Walter Buckley. He is the mayor's like right-hand man. He's got a half a leg. But the cool thing about him is he came from season three of Banshee. So he's a, him and Hoon Lee are the two Banshee alums. Um, and in that, he played a colonel. So kind of cool. He's playing a totally different part. He's got all this facial hair. You can barely even recognize him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know who that was yep. right away. Next, we've got the mayor, um, Mayor Blake, played by Christian McKay. <sighs> he's pretty far down the credits here. I don't think he's actually going to play that big of a role, it sounds like. Yeah, I have a feeling he's he's going to get... Uh, Maybe taken ki- out? Killed out soon, so <laughs> we'll see how soon. Next up, we've got Father June, so played by Perry Young. Uh, I don't... I got a feeling that he'll probably last this season, but maybe the next season he might not make it through. Uh, one of his cool character traits is he's got one looks like to be a dead eye. It's all cloudy and white. He does, yeah. Which we just saw in another HBO show, True Detective, where uh, that was a big part of the season was trying to hunt down a guy that had uh, one good eye, one bad eye. So kind of yeah. funny, a couple months apart, and you get the same character trait there. That's true. And lastly, um, and I, I stress the and. Uh, we've got Joe Taslam. He plays Lee Young. He is uh, the sister's like number one fighter on, in her tongue. Uh, but he gets the and credits, which is usually reserved for people that have a lot of uh, like star power or you know extra contract negotiations. But we looked at his IMDb. He's only got credits for nine different things before Warrior. 
So that's pretty amazing. I mean, he yeah, was in the raid, which uh, some of the stunt coordinators and stuff came from that movie to this show. But still, I thought it was kind of cool to, to look yeah. at. Awesome. So let's dig into episode two. So after the credits, um, we find out that uh, my Ling, we open with a, a sex scene, mm-hmm. of course, you know. One of two, I think it was, for this. Uh, yes, one of two. And interesting, uh, Diane, the actress, was uh, live answering questions on uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, next week if you're watching it live and you want to chat with her, send her some questions. Yeah, that's pretty cool how how they're able to communicate with social nowadays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this brings up, um, after they're done, uh, he kind of confronts her and says, hey, is Assam going to be a problem for you? You know, now that he's in town... And he's with the Hopway. Hopboys. Yeah, the Hopboys. <laughs> is that going to be an issue? You know, we, we can't tell anybody, obviously, because they'll definitely make that a problem. But mm-hmm. is it a problem for you? And she made it pretty clear that it won't be. Yeah. That she's past that. Uh, I thought it was cool that he recognized, you know, his kung fu is really good. Or uh, yeah. know, his fighting chops are pretty good. Definitely. He, was, he gave way, a run for it. He's, like, way better than the normal Hopway guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he stood out. Um, and I, I know in uh, our first uh, podcast we brought up the the banshee name mm-hmm. for um, the the pub the tavern where they were all drinking. Yep. Well, did you notice that they actually mentioned it in episode two? Yeah, they uh, did they name the killer like the banshee uh, something or another banshee murderer or yep. something. Definitely a pretty pretty cool throwback. Yeah. To banshee, but yeah, they they made it clear this episode that that's what it's called. So yeah, um, Lee um, comes knocking on Bill's door, sees his crazy household. Yeah, he's got like forty kids at the he, house. He's got a is, bunch of kids. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, and it, it seems like he, he doesn't want to go to work. You know, he's like, I don't want to be bothered yet. I'm here dealing with my family, but yeah. he hears the the killings and he's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, I guess we got to go deal with this. So yeah, before they leave, um, we also cut over to Assam. Uh, it was kind of a weird little cut. It only went for about two seconds, but he's was practicing some uh, martial arts on a wooden dummy. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, very reminiscent of Wing Chun fighting style. Um, and he actually uh, trained for six months in Wing Chun when he got the part before they started shooting. So that that's really cool that he... Uh, yeah, he looks like a natural, like he's been doing it yeah, a while. Yeah, so he, he's got a couple things down shows. really well. I don't know if he knew any martial arts before that, but it was cool that he went and specifically went to learn Wing Chun before it started. Yep. So yeah, once we get to uh, to the Banshee, I think that's where Lee really shows his cop skills and what he brings to the table. He pulls out his notepad. He starts examining the bodies. He's a little Sherlock Holmes there. And in depth, you know, he's playing with the the guts and sticking his hands inside the body. Yeah, at first I wasn't sure what he was doing, but uh, he mentioned that he could tell that it was, like, clean cut through with a blade based on, you know, the depth right. of the cut or whatever. So, Yeah, kind of curious how he figured that out, you know. Obviously, he comes from the south. You know, he was in the army down there, so... He knows a little thing or two that the local cops don't know. And they want it nothing to do with the investigating. Oh, no. They just want they, to pin it on somebody and close the case. Yep. And uh, Leary saw what was going down. He wasn't too happy no. about that <laughs> at all. So uh, that was actually one of my favorite scenes from the movie was right there where the murders happened. They show up and they're doing some investigating. 
Well, when they were murdered, they were out back of the alley taking a leak. Right. Well, when they show up in the daytime to look at the bodies, up on the wall, it says, no pissing in the alley. I caught that. <laughs> well, so, cost them their lives. Yeah, yeah they should have listened. Should have read the sign. Um, so, yeah, after that scene, um, we see Atoy, and she's um, putting on makeup and talking with one of her employees who you can tell is the one that ratted on Assam. Yep. You know, when he came looking for his sister, she's definitely the one that went and told the other Tong that he was there and looking for her. And uh, I think in this scene, it really shows her strength that, you know, don't mess with her. Don't don't be doing that in my place of business because I, I don't think she died, but I think she got cut. Hmm. Yeah, we never saw what actually We didn't see what happened, after. but she, I think she proved her point that... You don't do that around here. It, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that was definitely an interesting dynamic that she cares enough that somebody's ratting out what's happening in her place. Yeah. You know, that she took care of business and potentially murdered one of her employees. I don't know if it's specifically, if we know that she's got an allegiance to just the hop way, but it seems like she leans that way. I think she's mm-hmm. an entrepreneur willing to take business from whoever's there, but... I get the feeling that she's leaning towards, especially since Assam showed up, and she seems to have a thing for him. Wang Chao's kind of the same way, too. He, he seems to be pretty neutral. He'll deal with anybody. Yeah. But in the first episode, he's like, hey, you know, I brought Assam to you first. You know, I, and he definitely seems to lean that way, too. So Yeah, I think um, they have their, their, they seem friendly, like they're almost best friends, mm-hmm. uh, Wang Chao and Atoy, that they're entrepreneurs, they're playing both sides, you know, wherever the money's at, but they have a somewhat allegiance to, I think, the hop, hop way. Yeah. For sure. Yep, definitely. So next scene after that, um, we uh, see Penelope Blake uh, in a store, looked to be picking up drugs maybe. Uh, I think she said it was a, a powder or some sort of an elixir. So It the, wasn't for her though. Yeah, no, of course, not for her. Not for her. Uh, but... She uh, th- that really reminded me of the first season of Deadwood, uh, where we had a you know a rich white lady who came to town and uh, you know she became an opium addict first thing. So um, I don't know. I guess we'll see the next episode if that's what she was actually getting, or maybe she's going to poison the husband. Who knows? Yeah, so you know you don't know exactly where that's going yet, so we'll see. But uh, after that whole scene, that's that's kind of the first time where uh, Assam meets her and has a little interaction there. And we also get our second 360 uh, um, camera spin around where it cuts from English to Chinese. Yep, it was a little bit faster this time. Definitely faster um, because Penelope obviously doesn't speak Chinese. So from her viewpoint, they're speaking Chinese. So they they make that known by that that cut. And then as soon as she's gone, boom, it swings right back to English between everybody. So another cool little camera trick, which... Um, I think is pretty cool for the show. Penelope first meets Assam. To, to meet her, he once again leaves Young June in a shop collecting, you know, the the protection money. Just runs off. Yeah, so that's two episodes in a row. And <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can tell where his uh, priorities are. Not with the uh, money collection part. No, definitely not, not with that. Yeah, so next scene is he runs off. Um, the reason he runs off is he sees uh, Penelope's glove on the ground. So he picks it up and he wants to go return it to her. 
And as um, she's walking through town with her valet, she calls him, uh, who happens to be Chinese, they walk past the Sandlot, which I think is the, uh, like, Whites area. It seemed like it was a lot of uh, Irish workers just looking for a job, waiting for something to show up. Mm -hmm. They're sitting around drinking, pissed off at the Chinese, obviously, for taking their jobs. So they walk through town, and uh, they start harassing him right off the bat. And uh, two of them start frisking him, you know, beating up uh, the valet and roughing up Penelope. Well, Assam shows up, and he's he's not having any of that, not at all. Uh, he, he makes pretty quick work of the two of them. And Lee happens to show up and see what's going on as well. Um, he gets punched by one of the Irishmen. Um, Assam, he, he was caught off guard. He caught off guard, caught of course. Guard. <laughs> you know, he, he took him by surprise. Yeah. So Assam, I think he did a roundhouse kick right to the head, took him out. Um, and that's kind of where the fight stopped. He went to help Penelope up, and then boom. I think the camera trick that they did was he fell to the ground, and the camera kind of followed his head to yep. the ground. So I noticed that that's uh, like exactly the same camera move they use in the movie Upgrade. Okay. Uh, where he stands up, and the, you know, the camera's mounted to him. and Oh, yeah, the stay on you his... type deal? Yeah. That yeah. was pretty cool. And the reason he fell to the ground is Bill showed up and just took a billy club right to the back of his head, and yep. you know it, that was rung his bell. But Bill, um, he arrests him, says that he's the one instigating the fight and beating up the citizens. Um, he, he didn't want to listen to what Lee said, what Penelope said, that Assam was really there helping out. He just wanted to arrest him because he was a, a Tong member. Yep. You know, he, he could tell by the way he was dressed, he said. And he wasn't wrong. He, uh, you know, when he went to prison, he pulled out his hatchet. You know, he was oh, yeah. a hatchet man. and. Pretty nice hatchet. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. But he said, you know, hey, I, I recognized his colors, so kind of his gang colors he was wearing. And Yep. But once again, you can tell Bill that's his priority. His, he he kind of did his job for the day. He arrested a gang member. So he, he went back to his, his uh, police station and put his feet up drinking coffee, just waiting for the shift to end. Yeah, which uh, ends up being a pretty bad thing for Assam is uh, while we're at the police station, we find out the two guys that were killed at the end of episode one were the two guys that killed the, the Chinese Yes. Uh, midway through the episode. So now they think that uh, it was you know a revenge killing, which it was. But they're getting ready to pin it on Assam, and he had nothing to do with it. So right, which that sucks they, for him. They wind up calling him John Chinaman. You know, yeah. They sign him in as that because he... He, he doesn't reveal to the police, obviously, that he can speak English, even though he knows what they're saying, that uh, they're going to pin, you know, the, the latest killings on him. Why not? It's pretty convenient. Makes them look good. And it sucks for him. But that's just kind of the mentality in, in those days. We also got uh, another piece of, uh, uh, I guess, lingo for them. They called uh, some other Chinese people coolies. So I don't know what that meant either. I don't know if that... Is that another made-up word, kind of like onions for the show, or is that something that's more common? I've, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. That's, that's, we'll have to look and see. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to have a whole new vocabulary by the yeah, time the season's there's over. there's a couple other ones, too, that they refer to the uh, the cops as ducks. Yep. You know, ducks in the pond. Ducks in the pond were, uh, you know, all the, the cops out in public and stuff, so. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, you know, onion, ducks, their, their own little lingo. Yeah, now we got coolies, all yep. sorts of stuff. So yeah, what did you think of the scene of uh, them hosing him down? 
oh. before they brought him in jail. It kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, what was that, Super Troopers? Where they, <laughs> <laughs> they hose him down before they arrest him. Yep, they said, uh, you know, whatever he's carrying, you know, we, we don't want to get infected with it or brought into our right. jails or whatever, which uh, obviously was a fear at the time, but interesting to note. I don't know. Uh, so the next big scene we we go to is at the mayor's office, and we learn a lot of interesting info there. Uh, yep. I think the first thing is Penelope's dad is there, and he's he's a businessman. He owns uh, like uh, some sort it's of like steel steel he's or track steel lane business, company. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like he sold his daughter to the mayor to get this contract so he could lay the all the uh, rail lines. Yeah, real upstanding. Dad of the Year Award. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was common in the late 1800s. You know, I definitely, you know, it was more of a thing in England hundreds of years ago. But I don't know. That's interesting. And Well, yeah, after uh, uh, Penelope leaves, they have their meeting. And in the meeting, you, you get the impression that he's he's really starting to feel the pressure of not getting this contract that he was promised. He's got all the materials. He's having to pay for the, the warehousing costs. You know, he's already paid for the the steel, so the mayor hasn't given him the contract yet. But his right-hand man, um, you can tell, holds a little bit more power than you might think because after the meeting, after Mercer leaves, you, the mayor asks him, you know, what's the deal? Why hasn't this been approved? Yeah, he's he like, says, I thought we had all this squared away. He's like, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I'm just testing him out. You know, we're trying to get as much as we can out of him. And the mayor's, okay, I guess, you know, you can just tell he's not holding all the cards. Yeah. He, he's not as powerful as he may seem. Yeah, so I wonder if that's going to come into play. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's going to take the mayor out in the future and take his spot or something. Yep, it could be. He'll probably have an interesting backstory, too, you know, having the, the leg that's half gone, I'm guessing, was from Civil War. So maybe he'll yep. be, um, yeah, somebody important coming up in the rest of the season. So, yeah, where do we go after the... Uh, the mayor's office. We go to jail, I think. I think Penelope That's wants right. to visit Assam. Yeah, she goes, talks to Bill, says, I want to talk to uh, the prisoner, which is very un- unusual, you know. Yep. I don't think we can do that. But she obviously has some power, talks him into letting her go down there, and she she doesn't know that he speaks English. She just starts apologizing, saying, I, I'll do everything I can to help you out. I want to get you out of there. You know, they won't listen to me. And then right when she's about to walk away, he, he talks to her in English. Says, yeah. Well, I'm not a murderer. Yeah. She goes, you don't look like a murderer to me. And he goes, yeah, I'm not a murderer. Yeah. He is a murderer. He just killed a bunch of dudes at the beginning but, of the episode. But, but he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good murderer. Yeah. There's different kinds. You got to take it in context. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> th- that leads her to stick around a little bit and, you know, kind of talk to him a little bit and just see that he's, he's different than the rest. You know, he, he's got his American grandfather taught him to speak English, and that he's he cares a little bit. And I think she she likes that, you know. she's. I think she's trying to she's she's relate him to him yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she can relate with him. Uh, also a little bit of sexual tension there between the two of them. Of course. So I, I think they'll get together before the end of the season's out. Yep, because we know the mayor's not doing it for her, so yeah, yeah. she's got to go somewhere. Yeah, next scene's kind of a, a small scene. Um but I noticed that it showed Hoonley um, with the shirt off and had tons of scars all over his back, which yep. I don't know if we're going to find out at this show what that means, but I think it was kind of a callback to Burton from Banshee where uh, he was another character who had a very similar um, 
you know, scars across his back from being whipped from somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, it's just something that caught my eye. Yeah, and he also seems to uh, enjoy the the ducks, the white women. Yes, he does. Yeah, so I think that's it's a little, little different, little reverse, you know, from from the way that the times were, that the white men would go there. Uh, mm-hmm have the Chinese women where he's the other way. Like the mayor in the first episode. Exactly. Uh, so the next scene, we actually see Atoy and, uh, and Wing Chow down at the bar kind of chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing, I think in both episodes, we've seen Atoy have some really dope-looking makeup in a couple scenes. Not for the whole episode, but when she really like does herself up. Uh, the makeup artists do some really cool stuff. And it's not really like a traditional sense. I think she had like giant gold eyelashes and stuff. So yeah, pretty little, cool. Looking. A little modern flair trying yeah. to change things up a little bit. Yeah, and they kind of highlighted that when she was doing her makeup and she uh, was laying into her employee about ratting on Assam early in the episode. She started even doing her makeup a little bit there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get down to the final scene of, uh, of the episode. Yep. So our boy uh, Leong, he's the main fighter from the Long Z, uh, Tong. Uh, so him and Wang Chao get together and go out into the alley to find the cop from the beginning. Uh, so once again, we see Wang Chao kind of playing both sides. He'll, you know, he'll work for exactly. anybody. Uh, but they find the cop who they think double-crossed them, which he did. Of course. And uh, you know, we get a really quick action sequence and takes his gun and... Yeah. yeah, I thought that was unique. Right under the chin? Take yeah, he killed off. him with his own gun. I, I, I thought for sure he would have knifed him or or broke his neck or something, but no, he took his gun from him and shot him. Yep. And then made Wayne Chow clean it up. Yeah, which that seems like a weird power dynamic to me to, uh, you know, you think Wayne Chow would be to say, no, I, <laughs> that's not my, yeah, I, I, my murder. I don't have anything to do with this. I, I arranged the meeting. I'm done here. But, yeah. Yeah, so he's... He's in the middle. He, he's not going to say no to a request like that. He doesn't want to piss off the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then we, we roll credits, and uh, we get a different uh, different song from the first episode. Yes. So both of them are, you know, some sort of Chinese hip-hop, um, which is cool. I like the music. So Yeah, it was good. Didn't have as much uh, funk music this time during the fight scenes. No, I, I caught a little bit of it, but one. Not, as, not nearly as much as the first episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll see a little bit more later on in the season, but it was a little a little cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they bring it back. Would, uh, what did you see for the next episode? Anything that looks interesting? Uh, I Definitely some more uh, clashes between the two tongs. Um, I think just more, more power dynamic struggles that uh, my Ling is going to be involved in a little bit and she's going to have to make some decisions on which way to go. So we've seen her in both episodes in a carriage discussing some sort of drug yes. trade. Or Do we know who that guy is yet? Yeah, we, we saw she was discussing that um, we basically need to start building our, our troops because the Hopway are, you know, they control the molasses, the opium trade. We need to get into that so we can not lose our power dynamic here. And uh, I believe that the elder was Long Sing. He's the mm. the main guy for the the Tong. Okay. And yeah. she's she's pleading the case that we need to start going down this path if we're going to have any you know foothold in the city. Otherwise, the Hopway are going to take over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw. It looks like a lot of fights are coming up. I heard 
the action and everything kind of ramps up as the season goes on. So I think uh, definitely episodes two and three we'll probably see some, and then maybe we'll get a little more breathing room in the middle of the season. Um, and then I think the last two or three episodes are going to be just full bore yeah, ass kicking. We we noticed that in the Banshee uh, seasons too. Mm-hmm. The uh, the ends of the seasons were just crazy. Yeah, they, they, everything comes to a head. People die. A lot of things happen. So yeah, they ramp I can up see really that well. it's going to ramp up towards the end, and I think all hell is going to break loose. Yeah. All right, so that's two episodes in. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, so far, I still like the show. Um, I, I I really do hope they they go crazy. This was a little bit more subdued in an episode, I think, than episode one mm-hmm. was. They slowly starting to build the characters and, and develop these dynamics, but uh, not as much fighting as episode one had. A little bit more brutal, the first fight. Yeah. But <laughs> not as much. So I, I, I hope they... They keep up with that, you know, high octane type um, power struggles between the two tongs throughout the season. That'd be that'd be fun to watch. I agree. So we're also gonna start doing episodes for this final season season of Game of Thrones coming yes, up. Yes, we are. So uh, I'm sure most of you watching this probably have at least watched that at some point. So uh, come back and watch our episodes. See what we think. Uh, I think it's gonna be a big season. It is gonna be a big season, and I haven't seen it in. I don't know which season I stopped watching, probably four or five. So I'll be coming back into it for the final season. It, I, it'll be yeah, interesting to see I've, what's I've the same. Yeah, I've kept up with everything since uh, day one, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I know there's there's a lot of hype around it. They've been doing press. Uh, press like crazy. Every show possible about this, so it's going to be a really big season. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll be bringing that content to you guys as well. Yeah, so wherever you're listening right now, uh, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, uh, give us a little bit of support, and uh, we'll keep making it happen. So uh, we're putting videos on YouTube if you want to watch. Otherwise, uh, we're listed on iTunes now, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you want to find us. Yeah, definitely. So thanks again, guys, for uh, sticking around, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, see you next time, and uh, try the proper 12. It's it's delicious. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks.